Hello everyone and welcome to BXP's Bits and Bobbers episode 32. It's been two long weeks. I apologise, I didn't do a bonus babble last week. I was too busy playing games. I'm not going to lie, there have been a lot of games. I was playing a lot of Destiny 2 as well. Uh, with me this week, as always, we have reviews editor Richard Worrell and Dog. And it's Doc. Frank with you. Oh, and yeah, I can yeah, hear him. I can hear him. And Doc. If you can hear him clattering on the floor. I can hear his little nails going on your linoleum. Frank's still feeling good, still healthy and in a good way. Yeah, touch wood, yeah. He's fully recovered so far. He's chirpy as ever. So that's great. And I'm all so well. Thanks for asking. Well, you know, Frank's more important, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. Let's not be around the bush here. And we have Home County's editor, Joel. Yo. That's that's all I've got. Like yo, that's yeah. How's it going? going uh, yo, <laughs> going quite well. You shouldn't complain, Joe. You pissed off the Belgium for like a week to get hammered, from what I can tell. A, a long weekend. A, a long weekend. Went to Bruges. It's a kind of annual uh, trip I have with a few friends of mine. We what did you call yourself? What did you call yourselves again? Because you told me and you sounded like a group of terrorists. Uh, I can't remember the Bel. Uh, Jesus, it's like the, the Bruges Six the, or something. The Bruges Four. The Bruges Four is what the 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 chat group we have is titled. The uh, yeah, so we go to Bruges every year, and now like we know it so well now that we've just got this. Literally, we go there, we just do the same thing every time we get there. We go to the brewery, we have lunch at the brewery, beer. Then we go from the brewery to this uh, what we call the Thousand Beer Pub, and you know, uh, and then it goes on the whole weekend's the same. We go to and like. Um, Every time, every time we do go, we try and find one or new, uh, one or two new places to sort of stitch onto it, so it increases the length of the bar crawl. But yeah, really good. I love it. We just go and drink Belgian beer, eat loads of chips and uh, Flemish stew and other Belgian sort of delicacies, and yeah, it's great. I love it. To get that thing where you like approach a bar and they quickly shut everything up because they recognise that it's you lot again. No, it's like, no, oh, they God, it's them. They're going to trash the place. They're always trouble. They, they love us. They love us. Uh, and Do you have anybody that. recognize you? Because you've been back no, so many times. no, not oh, really. No, not really. Every time we go back, it's about. It's one restaurant we go to where I, I think they've had the same waiter for like three years, but he doesn't recognize us. So, but he, 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 he looks like miserable because he's obviously the only one of them that's ever lasted that long. So he's obviously incapable <laughs> of getting a job anywhere else. So he's got a bigger problems, I think. Oh. I won't ask Richard what you've been up to for, from the lack of reviews and, and seeing you online. I can probably guess you've been up to your eyeballs in hellish work. <sighs> don't Please don't mention work. This is my break. I'm, I'm pretending I don't have a job for the minute. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I mean, you've got no excuse, Richard. Let's be honest. I, I, I've got very busy work, obviously, and uh, I've played all the games, specifically all the sports games, Richard. So, you know took that bullet for you there buddy that's nice i don't know i don't i i'm not gonna try and belittle your work but it is probably more routine than mine oh i don't know i had to i had to deal with some craziness today but i won't i won't <laughs> i won't get into that there was a little thing called batman day yeah. uh which is uh well i we, we get three thousand caped crusaders coming to the shop at once so you try handling that can you I've even fit 3,000 people that. in your shop? <laughs> well, that's why it's difficult, Joe. Obviously, <laughs> you, know, you, have to, you have to really allocate the space in a, in a, in a very sensible manner. It sounds like um, some freaky version of where's Batman. Do you have to guess which one's the real Batman? It's like, where's Batman? But 
Not well, that's it's, it's, you know what makes that more difficult. They all stand there going. They all just stand there going. So it makes it really tricky working out when the real one is. And you're not just tempted to close the shop for the day. Just put a notice up, just like, yeah, gone to, you know, Gotham or something. (laughs) Gone to to Gotham, be back in five minutes, yeah. Um, But no, I mean, yeah, so games games are happening, though. This is the time of year. But before we get into games, um, have you all watched the Punisher trailer for Netflix's new show? Yes. Sorry, I haven't, no. You want, geez, it's two minutes of your life, Joel. I put it in the notes a week ago. I'm so behind on the on my sort of comic book hero Netflix series that I just feel it's not worth me watching it. Well, you can skip all the shit ones, which is most of them. And mm. this one genuinely looks good. Like the way it's cut to a Metallica, a Metallica track. It sounds awesome. It looks awesome. The action looks great. It's the fucking Punisher. I mean, uh, the guy playing the Punisher in this, John something, who did the Walking Dead thing, and I've actually seen him recently in The the Accountant, which I know Richard's also seen, which we'll talk about uh, yeah. shortly. Uh, and he's also in a, another uh, show that HBO is doing, which I've just started, called uh, Not a Hero. or uh, And that's on, um, that's on Sky and stuff as well. But he's a really good actor, and uh, I think he could do a good job with The Punisher. And the trailer is awesome. I mean, supposedly the rumor is mid-October for the show. Uh, so not long. Uh, it seems like the date may have been leaked by a print publication. Um, but yeah, that looked, it looked really good, didn't it, Rich? I'm, I'm kind of excited for that, even after The Defenders, which was garbage. It kind of um, looks good, but yeah, I suppose it's um, it's dangerous to get your hopes up too much. Yeah, I've been burnt now. Which has been, mm. been hit and miss. What are you talking about? Different iterations. They're not all very good, are they, Punisher? Wait, hold on, hold on. Are, are you not loving Thomas Jane's Punisher with John Travolta as the bad guy? That's a fantastic movie. Wow. His dad is Roy Schneider. His dad, come on. Come on. No, that's just me. Okay. No, no, that was okay. There was another one, wasn't there? Did, the Ray Stevenson one, the more That's recent it. one, yeah. yeah Ray yeah. Stevenson's Punisher. Uh, but yeah, that was ruined by really hokey villains. But his actual Frank Castle, I thought, very good. Again, you know, it, yeah. it doesn't take... It's not a hard role, is it? Be sort of like monosyllabic, grunt a lot, get a bit emotional when somebody goes, family. And uh, and that's that's kind of it, isn't it? And then shoot people in the face convincingly, which I, I feel that's that's all you need to do. You need yeah. to do. Well, this, new, this new series seems to have microchip in it, which I was surprised about, which is his famous comic book sidekick, his nerdy kind of hacker friend who always helps him do all the tech stuff. Uh, I can't believe they've got him in there. That's crazy, but it should be good. Should be good. John Bernthal, by the way, is the guy's yes. name. Yes, it is. I can always remember the, jo- the John bit, but I never remember his surname for some reason. Uh, he was the best thing about The Walking Dead, actually. Uh, easily. Way better than Andrew Lincoln. <laughs> Does that say something about how much you like The Walking Dead nowadays, since he's uh, been done for well, five seasons? It's not... It's not fair to it's it's it wouldn't be unfair to say the best season was the first season really mm-hmm. would it I mean like you know I mean the fact that it was Frank Dabron as well and then he left after the, like that first season is brilliant TV and then it's yeah. just slowly gone downhill since then um, but you know yeah I'm not a big fan of it now but uh, so you saw the accountant as well Richard I watched it last night did you what did you think yes. of it I bloody loved it it wasn't what I expected at all. I was expecting it to be like um, slightly washed up action star does John Wick. Yes. Like like John Wick was John Wick, like Denzel did the equalizer, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but it was actually a lot smarter, a lot smaller, a lot more personal and hella some seriously amazing performances. 
like J.K. Simmons kills it. Uh, Anna Kendrick's belly in it, but she's always adorable. And Ben Affleck's portrayal of a nondescript mentally handicapped person. We don't actually get told. He, no, at one point he does say what he, what, what's wrong with him, doesn't he, actually, in, in the hotel. Now I remember, yeah. Um, but no, he's fantastic. Spectrum, isn't he? But um, Yeah. Yeah, it, it just felt to me like this is his Batman performance, but with an excuse for it. <laughs> no, no, it felt to me like this is this is his Batman performance, but not shit. I guess to be to be. I mean, like, it, no, it was way more nuanced than his Batman. It was like this is some acting actually happening here. This isn't this isn't some sort of shitty kind of stereotype or cliche. This is somebody doing something different with this genre. Uh, and I actually, again, with with John Bernthal, the you know, I Christ, the wife turned to me like super early on and went, "He's is, isn't yeah. he?" And I went, well, yeah, obviously. And then they kind of drew out that revelation a bit long, a bit too long. But but then the actual scene when they finally come together, I was like, do you know what? That wasn't stupid. It's like they didn't try to kill each other. It was like, yeah, that's what that's what those that relationship would be like at that point. And I was like really impressed with it. It was kind of a bit too obvious uh, to the point that I overshot on that and thought, uh, J.K. Simmons is the dad. <laughs> oh, you went too yeah, far. Yeah. You went way yeah. too into yeah. the next week there. <laughs> Woo! I do like the bit when, when J.K. Simmons sits, sits down with um, chick agent chick and then just sort of explains everything for 10 minutes. I was like, oh, okay, they decided this film was kind of confusing. Yeah, you're kind of right. You, you, made this other, you maybe obfuscated the plot a little bit too much at this point, and let's just spell it all out for everybody. Um, however, I, I, I did enjoy it. I really liked it. I like the fact that the relationship he had with Anna Kendrick wasn't like the obvious sort of Hollywood romance plot where they fall into bed together and it's got And it was much more subtle and um, in keeping with the characters, I thought, and the situation. Um, yeah, I just thought it was... To how he would hmm. probably be. With the, the and how she would be. This, du this dude who just John wicked up in your bathroom, you're not yeah. going to fall into bed with him, are you? I mean, it's like you're going to be kind of weirded out. Yeah. Uh, and she and she plays it really well. Um, right, really, uh, J.K. Simmons, that scene when he's got the gun to his head, and you just go, oh yeah, this shit, this motherfucker can act. Yeah. Like, he just breaks down like in that single shot, and it's like, oh my god, he's good, isn't he? Um, it's also yeah, funny, yeah, yeah. There's there a few laughs in there which you wouldn't really mm -hmm. expect from this sort of movie, but yeah, there was um, a lot of unexpected stuff in there. I, I, Alex, um, yeah. see you next week at the near the end of the movie was perfect. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there, there, yeah there was there was a lot of good in there joel you should check it out mate if you haven't if you get a chance it's on sky mm. so, i don't okay. have sky oh, i thought you had sky no, no, no I, used to, I used to leave sky off my parents but then like i i told them to get rid of it because the cost is just prohibitive for what you get really i think well, I, 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 I know, and I know, like you were only <laughs> only two weeks ago or four, four weeks ago promoting Sky heavily on on here. Yeah. I, I'm the counter I think it's, to that. Awesome. it's not worth the money. No, I think it's totally worth the money. I, I think it's one of the, the better sort of all-in packages available in the UK, personally. Especially if you're you're going for Sky Q and you're going 4K, which is what I'm doing at the moment, guys. I'm shopping for a 4K TV, hoping to get one uh, next weekend. Yeah. Disclaimer: Ben Hall has no concept of money. <laughs> hey no i worked i worked hard to get this 4k tv thank you very much this is, this <laughs> yeah you know there's three thousand batmans <laughs> <laughs> you made a money, lot, lot of money you made a lot of money earlier lips look dry <laughs> <laughs> oh oh i see i went, like that. I went there yeah. 
So I have a hostile podcast environment to deal with here. Well, in that case, I think I think it's uh, I'm gonna have to just lay it on thicker here with you guys. It's not very nice. Richard, I did want to ask you though, uh, before we went on, because it's it's on my watch list and I, I want to get around to it. Is the mist worth a watch? Oh, hit and miss. I'm not yeah. sure. You, if you're a fan of the movie, you'll be disappointed by it. Oh, okay, I am yeah. to what Netflix can sync to, then you'll probably tolerate it. It's one of those, <laughs> it's very middling. It's kind of so it's like twice as long as it should be, but really, there's not much need to see it. Is it like twice as long as it should be then? That sort of thing. Uh, yeah, it's got a load of annoying characters that you don't give a fuck about. Uh, It's not really anything like the film where it has a sense of wonder about what's in the mist, it's just more focused on the arseholes that are not um, outside, and you just get annoyed at how much of an arsehole they can be. It's okay. Well, it's interesting, interesting talking about the film. Obviously, that ties us into Punisher and it ties us into The Walking Dead, which we were just talking about, Frank Dabberon again. Um, and it's one of the greatest twist endings in modern Hollywood, I think, the end of that film. Absolutely fantastic. So it doesn't in any way live up to that, which is a bit... No, of a, a bit no, of a no, no, no. Um, it's clearly set up for the long game, though. Um, I've watched the entire first series and it leaves many threads hanging. Um, so yeah, maybe they're aiming to do that further down the line, but the film does exist. So rather than wait for that to happen, watch the film if you haven't already. Oh, wow. So it doesn't, it's not like it gets to the, where the film ends or anything and then takes it in another direction. It's, it's still no. just in a town it's, with It's mist. still kind of just meandering along. Um, mm, there is okay. some, I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's not seen the film, but there are. Um, sort of signs that it's going in the same direction, but it does drag it out for probably too long. I, I feel like there's not enough concept there. I mean, it's not exa- it's a quite a slight concept to to already pad into a TV show. Well, it is. Um, I mean, it, it, I suppose it's true to the form. The like with a lot of what Stephen King does, it's about exploring relationships rather than the the mm. horror that they're surrounded by um and it does do that but i don't think there are very many people in that show that i could honestly say i cared about so it kind of well while we're, while we're on stephen king did anybody go see it because i'm way too scared to go and see that in a cinema well my wife went to see it um i just i don't know it's just a, it's a, a remake of uh the original i don't think the original was that bad uh but she she enjoyed it she said she um didn't see much of it because she was hiding behind her hands the whole time yeah, that's <laughs> bit, I, I wouldn't see any of it so it's like yeah. what was the oh, no point i'm not gonna go see that cinema. i wasn't that like fussed about it but thinking back to the um episodic this tv show wasn't it the two part two part tv show show before and and the films are two parts as well so this is only chapter one this is just the the, the um yeah. focuses well, on the kids this one that's what I was going to say. So mm. in the TV series, the end was abysmal, um, but I really liked it up until then. So if if this doesn't include the terrible TV ending, then I'd be up for watching it. Probably it might be all right. I'll stick to Killer Clowns. From has, has anyone has anyone read the book though? Surely, surely they just surely that ending's in the book. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So, like, I imagine if they're just following the books again, that you'll probably end up with much the same. I'm not sure it was true to the book, um, but at least they sort of muffed it if they did mm. try to interpret the book. So, segue coming up here. Talking of true to another medium, while we stick to the film 
uh, sort of genre that we're discussing right now. Let's also bring it to games and say, who watched the Tomb Raider trailer? And why would you bother to see that film if you played the fucking game? Holy yeah, crap! That is a fair wow. point. Wow! So it's wow. a movie based on the reboot of Tomb Raider from Crystal Dynamics. And while I enjoyed that reboot, yeah, you're right. I'm not sure I want to watch a poorly rendered um I, no, no, ha, ha, don't don't look alicia vikander oscar winner we've got some people on board with this project that it could be a good film it really could it looks like it's well made there's money in there you can see that um however like it, it's like a shot for shot adaptation like at least this trailer maybe this trailer is just showing you all the bits that are directly lifted from the video game to appeal to the video game audience that he knows is going to be, you know, a lot of its box office. Maybe that's what they're trying to do because I watched it and just went, wow, they've even got the kind of like painful sound effects of her hitting things and falling and getting hurt like, from the video game. I and mean, this is just weird. Um, you know, and it, I, I, I just like, wow, there's a, the ice climbing axe and the, yeah. the bit where she gets caught by the, the, the bad guys and the, you know, the potential rape aspect of that, I'm sure they'll probably not bother with that bit, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, they might skip over that. Um, but well, like, my problem, my problem with it with it wasn't that it was just rehashing what's in the game. I mean, often we complain about video game movies that just have virtually nothing to do with the source material. It's not the opposite. That's uh, what they should be. They shouldn't have anything. The, 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 the source material already exists. You don't need to adapt that story. Well, fine, but like, a lot of people do complain about that. If it's not faithful to the game, then why is it based on the franchise? Now, yeah. with this one, you say it's well produced and it's got good talent in there. I couldn't see. Well, that I don't the know. It didn't look great to me. That's my, I thought there was money on the screen. Like I think I think you can see there's there's some money in the CGI. There's some money in the effects. You know, you've got a decent cast. Like I said, an Oscar winner. You've got Walter, uh, Walter Goggins in there. You've got um, that dude playing her dad, whose name I can't remember, but does has done a bunch of stuff. Um, however, the best bit for me, so I guess that's okay. Yeah, I, I was gonna say the best bit for me was right at the end where there's that direct nod to classic Tomb Raider where she's buying the gun, the famous pistols she carries, and yeah. she's got her hair done. And clearly, that's from the end of the movie or, or some kind of like dream sequence or something. Or actually, to be honest, knowing what trailers like now, that might not even be in the movie. But mm. I, I thought that was the best bit of the trailer. It's like, oh, yes, the kitsch kind of reference to the old school Tomb Raider because. The new ones are good games, but the the plotting and the and the story of them did nothing for me. Like they're they're well made, but they, I didn't find them interesting. You know, it didn't grab me. I know you're a much bigger fan of them, Richard, but I I, I really didn't engage. Well, no, with them I don't, I'd agree with you on that. I, mean, I I do really like those games, but as games, story wise, yeah. I couldn't tell you anything about them. I've I've completely no. forgotten everything that happens in them. Well, that's I, all right because there's going to be a film to the first one three times. So. <laughs> Yeah. Only three? Jesus. Well you do three times. Different formats, isn't it? I, I, I got I got bored halfway through um the second one, but it's getting a big four K uh X update. Yeah. So I, I'll probably check it out when it comes out on the X, um, just to see how pretty it looks because that game already looked good first time around, so I imagine it's gonna look absolutely stunning in four K with HDR and all that bells Worth and whistles. Doing. I did enjoy that game. Um, all the mm. way through. I think I reviewed that, thinking back. 
I think you did. I think you. I think you gave it a high score. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, Joel, you've not really said much here other than I'm guessing you're quiet because you uh, agree. Played, played both now. the games. Um, I watched the trailer. The only the, I agree with everything you said. The trailer just I, I, the whole time I watched the trailer, I was just like, oh yeah, it's just the, exactly the first game. The only real um, major difference I could pick out is I think they went to a real effort in the first game to at least make Lara kind of seem very weak and innocent and scared and and fearful and stuff. And I didn't quite. She seemed a lot more hardy in the trailer from the off if you know what i mean as a character hmm. but that was about the only thing i would highlight that i thought looked slightly different um i didn't it, i think there was enough in the trailer for me that at some point when it comes out on on netflix or something i'll, I'll sit down and probably watch that it didn't look too bad <laughs> what 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 yeah yeah what boggles my mind is that why are you taking a third stab at tomb raider when there are many 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 other more interesting video games you could be adapting um the brand recognition and the fact that it's a hot chick it's well the um, hollywood is so risk averse they they rarely ever try anything new these days they are they're constantly going yeah. back to old ideas and rehashings or still i feel that i feel that they've got when they start some project they want to at least have some base audience that they can expect will go or you know and from at least they've got some history of the tomb raider films and you know attempts so yeah they're just so risk averse in hollywood so yeah i, I agree with you it'd be I, there are many other games out there that i think they could make fantastic films off or or just films set in the same universes that just, some of these games establish but it's, they it's, don't it's it's also a pretty just think film anyway isn't it because mm. obviously mm. based on indiana jones well I, I was just i was just gonna say richard just think how exciting interesting unique a film adaptation of Uncharted could be. <laughs> yes. See what I did there. See what did there. Harrison Ford. Uh... <laughs> they better be quick. <laughs> yeah. So talking about things that it's important that you have like a built-in audience, uh, you know, an established audience for, kind of connects us to our next news story, um, which is the Switch. The Nintendo Switch seems to be getting more and more and more as Joel cracks open another tinny, uh, third-party uh, video game uh, publisher support. As we've just had announced from Bethesda that Wolfenstein the New Colossus is coming next year, and more importantly, Doom, my game of last year, will be on a handheld motherfucking console. I am hype. I am so hype to rip and tear on my lunch break. And this it's going to be great. New Doom, isn't it? Because I've seen people yeah. saying, "Oh no, no yeah. it's 2016 Doom 2016 original yeah. Doom," and I'm like, "No, I think it's the new one. It, it is, is the, the new one." one. Yeah. yeah, and uh, it's been seen running at TGS, I believe, and I've seen some off, uh, off sort of screen footage of it uh, shot, you know, running on a Switch. And you know what? It looks like Doom 2016. It looks really good. Uh, they're going for a locked 30, uh, which is down from the uh, sort of fluctuating 60. That was on the home console, but it's kind of what you expect on the Switch. But it still looks like it's going to be a damn fine uh, rendition. It's not like I'd say like if if you had never played Doom, don't maybe get it on the Switch to play as a home console. If you can get it on the Xbox or PS4, do that. It's going to run a bit better. It's going to run smoother. It's going to look a bit better. Um, however, if you if you're looking to have a handheld version of it, That's you know, it. and be able to take it with you, oh god damn, I'm going to buy that game again, aren't I? Yeah, I'm going to buy that game. I'm, that's yeah, what I'm definitely. thinking. It feels like a yeah. second purchase kind of thing. I hope it's yeah. priced with that in mind as well, bearing in mind. And that's coming. There's no. Don't, is, I can't remember if there was a date for this or not, but I know it's 
pretty soon, like it'll be October or November. Um, and in addition, today, just today, it got announced our actual BXB Games game of the year for last year, Inside, is also coming to the Nintendo mm -hmm. Switch. So um, get that in more people's hands, damn right. And see, what so, I was talking about, like Joel was talking about having an existing audience, all this shit is coming because these publishers, they can't ignore how many Switches have been sold. Yeah. At this point, they're like, well, we need to get this shit out because we can sell. We can sell this stuff again and we can just keep it going. You know, that, that's that's it's great to see the support is starting to come in its droves. So when I when I picked apart the, the announcement, I, I the, the key bit of really exciting information in that is actually Wolfenstein, because everything else so far, Bethesda have already already been supporting it. They've got Skyrim coming. They've got Doom. But uh, Wolfenstein's a new game. It is not. A uh, sort of previous piece of IP that they're simply porting over and selling, so that was the one that got me really excited. That's that's a better indicator of, of positive third-party support that they're looking at putting a new game on there. So that's the one I'm really, see, really happy I, about. It's still I not where you're coming from, want, though, probably because yeah, it is. It's game, late by the time it new comes out. Late. It yeah. won't be. Yeah, it'll be. It's going to be six months from now. Sure, but um, it's still um, it's something you know. Uh, anyone who wants to play the new Colossus and has a Switch and a PC, maybe they know they can wait. They only have to wait six months. They know it's coming. It's, <laughs> oh, you have to wait six months. That's all. Right. It's not, it's <laughs> not too long. Yeah, sure. um, uh, so yeah, that was what I was really excited about because obviously up to this point, sort of a third-party publisher support's mostly been around, like you say, just taking existing games and porting them, uh, which is good. It, it obviously gets the catalog up and stuff, but we want to see them. We want to see them producing the new games as well and getting them working on this. I, so I, I don't think I want to actually want to see publishers and developers taking away dev time um, from primary development consoles such as PS4 and Xbox One to try and develop at the same time for a Switch release. I'd rather they were six months or a year late on those ports because it's always going to be a lesser product. Um, sorry, Switch guys like and players, that's your only home console, but that's just the way it is. It doesn't have the grunt. To perform as well as the xbox one or the, or the ps4 so yeah i'd rather it was late for you lot <laughs> my bad so to, to counterpoint joel there uh, I'd, I'd rather they put their resources into making that ps4 and xbox one That's, version the best I, it can be i think it's surprisingly more powerful than you think it is um well, it's definitely it's not less powerful one, is it yeah it's mm. definitely less powerful but yeah certainly the counter, is the counter to that would be Sony platforms, um, Microsoft platforms are now both in a space where they're developing for multiple yeah. uh, technologies. But, but, yeah, so, but none of their, not any of their least most powerful SKUs are as weak as the Switch. There's no. another step down. So that does require specific dev time and specific resources to create. A little bit. Those but it's. Uh, don't forget the screen size is smaller, obviously. So you've got to render a lot less lower pixels. Um, yeah, so resolution. you don't have to, you don't have to concentrate on high resolution. Um, you don't necessarily okay. have to support high res when it's docked. I think as a for the portable nature of the Switch, which is still where I think it excels, and it's where it, I use it, it most of the time. Um, yeah. yeah, I think um, I don't think it will be too bad. Actually, I think they'll be able to take the, a lot of the new IPs and stuff and get them working quite well. I think the controls might prove a bit more of a sticking point per se, but that's about it, really. So a sticking point is sort of what sometimes developers will talk about when, you know, somebody says to them, why don't you just flick the switch to turn multiplayer on in your game? I mean, that's not hard, is it? You just 
click a switch and then 24 hours later, you know, multiplayer works for this game. And uh, obviously a developer would normally say, no, it's hours of work, hundreds of hundreds of hours of work, thousands of man hours, blah, blah, blah. And yet, you know, Epic and Fortnite went, you know what, we, we want to turn on crossplay. So we're just going to do it just to make it work across so people can play Fortnite on Xbox One and PS4 together, you know, because because why not? And they did. And it did work. Mm. And it was glorious. And then they said, oops, that was a mistake because Sony complained. Uh, we'll turn that off again. Um, which was, uh, and then Phil, uh, the tweet from Phil Spencer was like, yeah, that'd, that'd be nice. Can we have some more of that, please? <laughs> uh, it was brilliant. We need the help. It was um, really, really cool, this, though, because literally it was, it merely was uncovered for the fact that a PlayStation uh, player was playing and, and realized that he was seeing a player with spaces in their name, which you cannot have on um, PSN um ids basically and so then he went on to playstation network and searched for this guy and couldn't find him uh and then after a bit of thinking around and stuff tried searching for the one xbox and found the player and then suddenly realized that yeah um fortnite obviously was uh matchmaking between xbox and uh ps4 players and then obviously from there it spiraled the news all got out uh epic were like oh yeah we might have forgot to um sort of unplug that specific cable between the two systems but um oh yeah by the way technology you know technically it's very easy to do there's no reason why we can't do it it's uh just political and then obviously a few other developers came out at the same time and said oh yeah you know cross play between the two platforms is easy it would take us less than three days to get the, the get it working from the technology standpoint it's just getting past the um, politics side of it so amazing and, and, it, and it's it's sony and everybody knows it's sony blocking it because why why do they need to let this happen they're the number one with the install base. They've got the most consoles out there. Xbox is quite a, a margin behind. Uh, and obviously, Phil would love nothing more than this mm. because it's just another... It would just help. It would just help the Xbox platform. There's no denying it. So, uh, she so like, I'm pretty sure last generation that there was some... Yeah, it was, yeah. The other way yeah. around, the Microsoft blocked yeah. it. So you can't really yeah. point the finger it's at true. Sony. Yeah, it's no what well, you can you can you can this generation sorry but yeah that yeah. like, you know Microsoft are being just uh, just as bad as they were. I understand why? I mean, yeah. if you're looking to play online with your mates and you know you've got to buy the console that they're on, then Sony are going to protect their wedge of the business, aren't they? And say, well, yeah. if you want to play with people on PlayStation, you're going to have to get with PlayStation uh, rather than risk them slipping in their lead. And saying, "Well, buy whatever you want; doesn't matter." They're not going to do that. I, I think it's the it, other the other side of the wedge for Microsoft. There's an obvious benefit to them in that yeah. people can buy an Xbox without that risk of not being able to play with their mates. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And uh, it's it's a shame. Obviously, it's a real shame that they they can't play together on this. Um, but from a business standpoint, you can't really argue with the logic, can you? So it's just kind of. The way it is until until maybe you know they, they people keep theorizing this this one console future this one piece of hardware to rule them all um and you know maybe maybe next gen may, well this could well be the there won't be another generation in a traditional sense so maybe things will just evolve and change and you know theoretically you know sony and microsoft are going to kind of balance out aren't they over the course of the next few years you know the console uh, installations and stuff in the you know it's only gonna get more and more even isn't it so mm. we shall see what happens but in more fortnite news i almost feel like fortnite was putting themselves in the news to get people talking about this game strange that uh they've decided to uh 
they've decided to create a player unknowns sort of battleground inspired inspired generous uh sort of mode which slightly upset the player unknowns uh battleground developers blue hole who are now the number one most popular multiplayer game on steam um and and the irony being blue holes engine is unreal made by epic who made fortnite and uh you know so there's there's not just this case of mm, is this an homage is this inspired by are they doing a battle royale type game is it kind of the the, the sort of impl implied dodginess is that because of that business connection has there been documentation has there been communication in a business sense that is maybe now legally being infringed upon uh with fortnite's development of a battle royale game that's really a lot like player on those background like incredibly similar from the parachuting in to the way the games play out to the map design they've even they've even in marketing materials intoned player on those battleground when they've talked about it so i mean it's it's a it's a weird situation isn't it joel it's uh it's 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 what happens isn't it somebody comes up with a good idea and you've got to be you know you've got to capitalize on your lead because copycats will come along very quickly daisy always stands out as a, another recent example that was a, a good original idea um it was exciting people were playing it it got some good traction then everybody was starting to release zombie survival sims and things you know as soon as they realize that there's a market for it everyone just kind of jumps on it and, and tries to produce something and it's not going to be any different with this i just hope um, that player unknown can really, you know, the, the the developer here, they can get this game to where they want it to be and, and, and hope help it keep its crown. Um, but competition's good. It might it might inspire them to to sort of um, put some new features in or try some things and, and spur them on. So it might help make actually, uh, you know, Battlegrounds a better game itself anyway. So I, you know. I, I think I totally agree with you. And if it was any other developer, uh, because we're going to see battle royale games. There, are, there already every... are a few clones coming out anyway, so yeah. If there's millions coming, it's going to be in every multiplayer game. I, I, I would bet money that next year's Call of Duty will have a battle royale mode. That next year's Battlefield will have a battle royale mode. All the big AAA games will have that game in there. And you know, you can't copyright that concept. The battle royale concept of one versus ninety-nine other players or fifty-nine other players or whatever. That's you know a fairly simple multiplayer concept. There's no way you can control that. But the the, the difficulty here comes from the, comes from the relationship that Blue Hole has with Epic in the background. That there, that there could be copyright infringement that may go back further because of their relationship with them as their engine provider. Um, and I feel like that's where it's very difficult for Blue Hole because they they're like, well, you know, we don't like what you're doing here, but how much shade can we throw your way? Because of our relationship, can we could we cost that relationship? And what's the legality of you using this stuff without having it like written permission to be doing this thing that is so similar to what we've created? Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. Yeah, I don't know how much of this epic is structured. Obviously, the engine department, the Unreal part of it, is their primary business. Making games is kind of a secondary thing for them now. They make make so much revenue from licensing out their tech that that's their real product, isn't it? Every now well, and they're... again, they, every now and again, they just showcase it themselves, don't they? With the occasional um, real. They're sort owned of... by. They're owned by one of the massive Chinese developers. I want to. It's if it's not Tencent, it it's someone like them who has a controlling stake in the company now. Um, so it, it, yeah, it's it's all a bit dubious. 
But I mean, I haven't played Fortnite yet uh, because guess what? Why would I pay for that thing, which will be free uh, next year? And the Battle Royale mode, I think, is going to come out for free for anyone, even if you don't have base Fortnite uh, before the end of the year. So I'd be curious to try that. However, I'm I'm very excited to play Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. You know, and in the other aspect of the news, which we haven't talked about yet, is now the most popular game on Steam, which is a huge achievement to dethrone it's... the Valve games such as Dota and stuff like that to have the most concurrent players. It's insane. Don't forget, Dota's free. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's what's in uh, one of the things. I, I, I was just like, that's nuts. Like, yeah, Dota's free. I can't believe they displaced it. Um, it so yeah, hats off to them. Fantastic. It's getting loads of, and it, and the good thing is, it's um, it's just lots of people talking about it that's getting everyone to jump in and give it a try. I love that kind of land that happens. That word of mouth, viral spreading about. Oh, have you played this game? So yeah, good on everyone. Them. In their, nice. Everyone and their grandmother is streaming it. Like. Yeah. Everyone is streaming that. I watch two different regular weekly streams of that game, and I have not even played it yet myself. Hmm. Uh, I am very much looking forward to the Xbox One version, and I hope you guys, we, we all get in on that and try that out. Uh, I, I can't wait for that. It's going to be really, really well, good. I want that chicken uh, hopefully, dinner. Hopefully. Yeah, man. Chicken dinner. It's all about chicken dinner. But yeah, that's kind of all the big news and topics I wanted to talk about this week, and we're going to jump into some games now. Um, I guess I should start with my sports segment of the show. <laughs> Who wants to hear about sports that Ben wow. barely understands? Woo! It should be good. Uh, and that's the end of our sports segment. So, moving on. <laughs> so, I've got three sports for you. American football, ice hockey, and basketball. What would you like first? Ice hockey, because I quite liked NHL, the last one I played. It's still that. Is it the uh, same thing? Oh, well, it's the I'm one I've played down. least of at the moment. It's the one I've played least of at the moment. Um, and I've always, I always equate it to like fast football. Uh, it has, it has probably the simpler uh, rule set uh, compared to NBA and NHL. And um, you know, you you, you skate around, and you, you hit, you use your sticks, and you put the, you put the puck in the net, and you score a point. And then if you go backwards too far, it's offside. So you got to keep going forwards. If you pass it, it clears that out. And it's like, yeah, it's still that. Um, I need to play some more though. Um, I've been, I've been hearing a lot of very negative responses. This is to many people. This is one of the the worst iterations it's had on the, in this current generation. It's, it's not uh, doing very well in their eyes, and it's not scoring particularly highly anywhere um personally i'm not got big problems with it because i probably don't understand the minutiae that well um so that should be an interesting review um what would you like to hear about next i don't know if you need to know the minutiae of ice hockey i mean the appeal of it to me was that it's essentially speedball yeah on ice and if you like speedball, then you're kind of going to like those games. It's even got the punching and that. So yeah, I I, I I enjoy skating quite fast towards the bad guys that have the puck on the opposing team, and then body checking them into the wall and seeing yeah. if they get up again or not. That's quite enjoyable. I like yeah, getting the confrontations and having a little fist fight. That's quite funny. Um, I like scoring the goals. Uh, everything is very quick to the point where sometimes you can't even see what the puck is doing. Uh, which I believe I is like the real sport. Honestly, it does feel yeah. more video game than real sport. So yes, like it does. It does. Le it lends itself well. The only problem is, like, it's quite clear from just looking at this package um, for NHL that compared to all the other big sports games this year, which have in-depth careers and 
big story modes and lots of uh, ultimate team type mechanics that this game feels quite bare bones hmm. that there isn't that much in the way of modes and stuff in there they've added this three on three mode which i was like this is the arcade version i was like well dude the game itself was already the arcade version of <laughs> yeah, exactly. like why do we need a three on three version <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking difference like it's what are you talking about? This has less rules. Well, like what rules? I am still, I'm still fighting. I mean, the only way this could have like less rules is if I if I got on there like on a motorbike with ice tires and I was just chopping people out with chainsaws. That's the only way you could make ice hockey more fucking violent. So I was just like, I was mystified. Like, why is this in here? Um, but yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, I, I yeah, I play as the penguins. Because it, the jersey has a penguin on it, and I thought that's cool. That makes sense in ice hockey. I'll be a penguin. Yeah, I don't know. They're yeah, Pittsburgh, okay. I think penguins, and uh, they they they're good. They're quite good. Good times. Yeah. What do you like to hear about next? American football or basketball? Let's go basketball. I'm on a roll. Let's go basketball. Bit people outside of the school. You know what I'm saying? Fresh Prince of Ballet in the house. Uh, right. Well, that's my basketball knowledge there from that uh, that music, that song. Is that, that's... Is that racist? I'm not sure. I, I don't think so. I grew up on that in the 90s, <laughs> I think. you know. So that's, that was my exposure to black culture. I hope it was accurate uh, because I live in Cambridge now. And it's very rare to see a black person around here. Uh, Joel can attest to that. Um, that's pretty racist. I think if, if, a man in, if a white man in Cambridge likes basketball, that is as racist as you get, can get probably. I didn't say I like basketball. I, I, I actually said I barely understand it. But but there you go. That's fine. I understand the ball needs to go in a net. And if it goes in the net up close, it's two points. And if it goes in the net outside of the D, yeah. which is like the, the D shape on the court, it's three points. I understand that. Um, I understand that, you know, you pass the ball around a lot and you can do dunks. Uh, I understand that my, my favourite basketball game was NBA Jam and that the real sport isn't a lot like that. Because yeah. um, there's not a lot... They don't have huge heads. There's not a lot of flaming balls, and you don't usually get a dunk from halfway down the court. Bill Clinton is not a is... popular player on the basketball field court. <laughs> <laughs> court, Richard. Court. It's definitely a court, not a not a basketball field. This isn't this isn't field hockey or something <laughs> else with a field. This is this is basketball. Even I know that. I, I know a bit about more, more about basketball. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I played some basketball in high school, um, though I'm really short. Um, so I wasn't very good at that. Um, though I did enjoy throwing throwing and bouncing the ball. I quite enjoyed that. Um, I, I mean, yeah, this is this is a fine version of NBA 2K. Um, the character models are great. The player stats and the realism of it, is, it's there. I mean, the big controversy this year has come up, come around this this huge push towards virtual currency or the VC system, uh, which you would recognize Richard from the um, WWE games. It's the same thing, VC. Um, yeah. And, but this, this, they've really made it. So every little thing in the game is tied into the VC system. So you've got, you know, buying the card packs in their type of virtual team game, obvious use for it. Then you've got upgrading your player in my, in your career modes uh, and your sort of team modes. You've got buying different hairstyles for your player in your in the main story mode. You've got every little thing is tied into VC, which would have been a problem for me if I hadn't been sent the £150 version of this game to review, which included about 200,000 VC. I can see why they sent press that, because uh, I imagine if I was trying to review this game with zero VC, uh, I would have probably hit a wall really early and like 
the, the, the nature of it being that you're, you're kind of like constantly reminded <clears throat> of how you can spend real money on microtransactions to buy VC. Yeah. And uh, it's a little bit egregious, I have to say, this time around. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the, the, the fact is you have to weigh it up, don't you? How much is your time worth? Um, do you want to spend hundreds of hours playing game after game of game in, in NBA? I, you know, do you love the game that much to do that? Or do you want to spend 20 bucks on a pack of VC to bump your player up so you can play at a higher level immediately? Or open a bunch of packs to get the best team possible for your ultimate team analog? I can't remember what they call their ultimate team. I really can't in 2K because I've been playing Madden games and FIFA and stuff like that. And that's what they call it, their ultimate team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, I guess... What do you? I mean, I know how you guys feel about microtransactions. You're not fans. It's just where we're at, isn't it? I mean, that's AAA games now. Yeah, Everything has them. I guess, but when you attach them to kind of a fringe product like this, it is fringe, isn't it? Basketball. No, NBA is massive, mate. This game is huge <laughs> in the states. Two K sells a shit oh, ton of yeah, these. The states. I mean, uh, yeah, we are British. That that little colony, that little place across that big sea. We don't, yeah, fuck them. They're nothing, yeah? It's they not got some crazy anymore, dude in charge. You need to get over Brexit. That's not ours. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, but so on our little island, basketball's not a big deal. So I don't know. I kind of feel like I'd kind of be up for an NBA jam style thing. But when it gets into that level of like, you've got to buy this and this and this and tune this and set this team up and get this manager in and blah, blah, blah can't do i can't be doing that it's too deep yeah that, that's the franchise mode um however i'm really enjoying uh the career story mode because it is the campiest most self-aware silly thing i've ever experienced i mean we'll talk about the madden story in a bit because i really got into that long shot but um the nba 2k one is just like wow you guys had some fun with this you did not take this seriously in the slightest the best bit for me was quite early on when um you you come back to your apartment after being at the proving grounds um which is this really strange like 2k contrived basketball meetup that happens in a new york city style city um and it's like you'll go and prove how good you are at basketball which turns out not so much for me um but like you go back to your apartment well, at least i thought it was my apartment right and you're talking to your like wacky best friend who's this fat asian chick don't know why but it's like cool <laughs> diversity um and she and she's like hey man how'd it go at the tryouts and you're like dude i'm, I'm the, by the way i'm the super white guy <laughs> i just i don't sound like a super white guy basketballer and i'm like dude it went really well and then the can the camera pulls back and it's like you have a basketball court in your apartment and it's full sized and i'm like what what fantasy place is this where you live <laughs> on a basketball court i mean i get being into the sport but that's like dedication that not even michael jordan fucking had Surely. I mean, that's weird. Um, but then there's this big open world and you kind of walk around the city a lot. And there's all these you've got this crazy like manager guy, um, uh, not manager. What do they call him? agent? And he's really over the top and hilarious. And that's that's I'm really enjoying these stories in these in these sports games because they're so dumb and they just lean into the sort of absurdity of the fantasy completely. And it's just like, well, if you fantasize about being a basketball player, you probably fantasize about being a really street basketball player yeah you're gonna talk the talk and walk the walk and your your nickname is dj and that's what they call you on the street because when you couldn't do well in basketball after high school you became a dj and you're cutting sweet beats man like you're just, just the coolest motherfucker out there yeah it's bizarre 
but strangely enjoyable. Shame about all the microtransaction stuff, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, last one. You've last one. Put that on me, but no. Football, okay. Probably best till last, right? This is the best till last. This is the most complete package. This is kind of like uh, I'd say EA probably divides up their resources between FIFA and Madden. Uh, FIFA is their massive international hit. Madden is it's got an international uh, appeal, but it's huge in the states. Obviously, that crazy place with Donald Trump in charge. And uh, yeah, it's it's this year first time story mode, long shot. We've got a creative team behind Friday Night Friday Night Lights is involved. So these are people that know how to write, you know, Heartland, American kind of kitsch Americana. It's all in there. It's this crazy stupid idea that you are this washed up QB, right? Quarterback who um, had a massive high. Wouldn't have got that. Thank you for no. Okay. Would you really not have got that? No. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, who, who who had like a promising career in high school, and uh, you know he'd gone to college, got 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 good college school, got good college football going on, and then it was going to be drafted, it was going to be massive, and then he dropped out, and it, his dad died, and he joined up the armed forces, and he's come back three years later, and he wants to pick up where he left off, um, and and he can't get in. They they don't want him. He's he's not he's not a fit for the NFL. So he goes and joins a reality TV show. That's right. That's right. It's called Longshot, the reality TV show. See what they did there? That's why it's called Longshot. Oh, right. And basically, what it's all about is building up your profile to make you uh, appealing to an NFL team to draft you. Right? And that, that, that's yeah. kind of how the system works with the drafting thing with the NFL and stuff. And, and, it, and the, the cast of characters is hilarious. So you have this washed up coach who got kicked out of his team for some you know and he, he he messed up a kid's career because he he didn't look after him right and because of that he's now on this crappy tv show you've got the assistant producer who she believes in you she wants to do the right thing but she's being kept down by the executive producer who is the slimiest most asshole most stereotypical scumbag like new yorker character that or, or la character probably i'm guessing uh, and and he's just a scumbag and he just wants to use you up and take you for what he can and make money out of you. And it's like, he's such a great villain. At one point, he's going around on a hoverboard, just being an asshole to the coach character. And oh, it's, I hate this guy. He's such a douche. So He's such a douche. That's the word. And he's amazing. And your character's just like trying to persevere. And he's got his best friend with him. And they're going to they're gonna be okay, man. The two of them together, they're going to make it. Like the American dream, man. And it's... And it's brilliant and it's american heartland it's like they're texans and it's you care and there's like there's this it's so hokey and yet so honest and it's well written and it's funny and stupid and exactly what you'd want if you were like watching a cw show about american football or something you know that kind of that kind of tone or like a ride light lights which i never watched as much as i wanted to but i caught caught a few episodes you know clear clear heart was it clear eyes full hearts can't lose that's there that's the motto from Final lights, I believe, and 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 it's all that, and it's daft, and there's hardly any football in it, which is the great thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I played like I played like I don't know four quarters of football, like, like the first half of the story mode, and you get a bit more of it as it goes along because you get closer to the NFL and you finally join them and stuff like that. But early on, all the football is in flashbacks. Do you remember in your high school days? And it's so funny because. You have these matches that you can't fail, right? 
Yeah. Uh, because if you fail, the story can't continue. So there's, there used to be these bits where I've missed like four, four interceptions. My 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 QB skills are not good. That ball was get taken down four times. So I'm on the I'm fourth down every time. Fucked it up, and you just get your character just goes like this. He takes a knee basically, and he just looks like he's beaten. And then he comes up on the screens. Do you want to continue? And you just have the option of hitting A to, for yes, because there's no option not to, because that would just end the game. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yes, I'll try it again. Maybe one of these will get caught. Um, there's other bits in there, like they, they mix in, like these, there's some memorization mini games where you have to remember calls mm. that your coach is giving you. It's like Alpha 3, Sigma 2, Beta 7, Down 6, Up 39, 43 across, 22 7. And then it goes, now repeat all that in the right order. And I'm like, do <laughs> i just get it wrong and then there's be- the best bit is when he does like a trivia quiz about like how well do you like, football iq is this one of these elements they they score you on because you're, you're making this like draft report the whole time for the yeah. draft and it's like goes into this like document that they can they then look at and like stuff like that. It's football iq it goes what position is this and i just go fuck yes um, c <laughs> you know safety like that and, it, and, and the coach will go Thought you would have got that one. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, and then, yeah, so he's basically my, my my poor my poor TJ is the name of your character. Sound like that anyway? I might, I might be wrong. It's been about two weeks since I played this now. Um, but he's like, he's got a really good throwing arm. But when it comes to football, he's a fucking retard. Like he is the he has never watched a game of football in his life. He's never paid attention in class about football. He's never listened to a single strategy meeting with his coach. He can just throw real good. And that's all he does. <laughs> I'm so I I feel quite bad for him. That is like I'm the one controlling him. He deserves better than me, Richard. You know, it's it's a real it's a real shame. I'm I'm the one control. I felt guilty, but yeah, I had a, I had a really good time with that story mode. It was really dumb. I, I when I reviewed it, I only reviewed the story mode because I didn't feel like I could do justice to the rest of the package. So I just reviewed long shot and I gave it four stars because I had a lot of fun. And it's really it's I loved the evil producer character. I love hokey over the top bad guys in tv shows like that and he just nails it the voice actor is just like the smarmiest douchebag ever um and he gets his comeuppance in a brilliant way and and it's all really entertaining and just really really silly and i really liked it so how about that That have i sold you on madden yeah Yeah. (laughs) just being an idiot of football is amazing (laughs) it's like it's not at no point does it try to teach you how to play football that's the problem. It's like it doesn't teach you how to play American football at all because what idiot would have bought this game that doesn't know how to play American football? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm reviewing it. I'm from England. I've I've uh, I've seen maybe one yeah. game once. It's, quite, it's kind of and, a mode uh, for people that buy Madden year in year out since yeah, God definitely. knows when. 1990. That's I will say, out, out of those three games, I didn't mention it before, but NBA 2K has got the best onboarding. Um, for yeah. someone that doesn't know the sport that well, it has a really good integrated help system when you're playing the match or when you're playing an actual game of basketball. It, it, it's very clever about how it shows you. It actually shows you. Uh, NHL does it well as well, but Madden, from what I could tell, didn't do it at all. And it's just like, nah, nah, mate, you don't know football, tough shit. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, so it's really, I still, I still had a good time. So yeah, yeah, totally the right person to be doing all these sports reviews, guys. Killing it. Killing it. You do well. So, one of you guys want to talk for a bit because I'm losing my voice, so that'd be good. Um, Richard, you have you, you Richard's been playing a game from like four years ago 
When did this come out? Two years. Three. Three. Two. No, three years. Is it 2015? Yeah, definitely. Nearly three years ago. Okay. Two and a half years ago. Yeah. Well, in my defense, it's new to me because I fucking bought it and didn't play it. So, (laughs) yeah, it feels fresh. I'm enjoying it. You finished it, right? You enjoyed it at the time. I think you reviewed it. Yeah. I I I think it was my favorite. I liked him on the sea. Definitely liked him on the sea. Hang on, we've, have we even said what I'm playing? Batman Arkham Knight. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. It's what I'm playing. We should have just done hints. We should have just done hints. Oh, yeah, much better than the Lego City game. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm playing the last of the Batman trilogy from um, whoever made it. Rocksteady. Rocksteady, yeah. And, um, oh, there are some classic bits in there. I, I thought that... There was nothing that Batman could do to surprise me, but there are bits in this that I'm like laughing out loud at it, how inventive this is. Um, it's really cool. So if anyone hasn't picked this up yet, it keeps coming out on sale at like 15 quid with the season pass and everything. And it's just so good. It still looks good. It's one of the best games look, um, looking on PS4 that I've played ever. I don't think it's been adapted for PS4 Pro at all, but just looks really cool um and just the amount of content in there it's one of those really well crafted open world games that just delivers stuff when you need it rather than laying it all out there like uh well we said it many times before ubisoft games will just spew out a load of shit onto the map and there is a lot of stuff on the map but you kind of don't need to look at that too much you'll just chance upon stuff as you're driving around or flying around um and you'll just fancy having a crack at it, whether it's chasing a giant um, flying dude around the city or chasing stuff in cars or, yeah. Uh, there's loads of stuff to do. And it's all kind of interesting and it looks fantastic. And it's all well, really well acted with the Joker still mm. in there as well as part of your uh, psychosis because he's obviously dead. Spoilers. Yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. So... Does it still that amazing, amazing combat that I just love from those games? It's even it's built on that because it's got uh, Robin in there as well. So you've got double team elements and even more different options to choose from in combat if if it wasn't sort of layered enough because it, it did get a bit complex towards the end of each of those Batman games previously. Um, but it it just feels like it's logical. There's a sequence and a rhythm to all of it that if you just practice enough, you'll get it. And there's just more options in there now for like double team attacks and bits and bobs like that. That Yeah, it just always feels like you're on the edge of being amazing at it and you always mm. want to do a bit better. Mm, I, I, can barely, I, I can barely remember it at this point. Um, I mean... I liked the Arkham Knight himself. I really like his design. Um, his reveal of who he is is a bit obvious, but it was still quite enjoyable. Um, I won't spoil it for you, Richard, unless you've already heard. I wonder, do you have it with a DLC? I've got all the DLC, yeah. Is it integrated into the game like from an earlier point, or is it all post-story? sort of story? It's filtered out depending on how much of the main campaign you've done. So there'll, there'll be bits that will say... You can access this when you've done sixty-six percent of the campaign, or something like that. Okay, but, that's yeah, cool. That's nice. That's out. nice. Yeah. 
Because I, I think the biggest problem I had with the DLC was that it all came too late. I'd already kind of lost interest when the when the villains DLC came out, and I'd already moved on to something else. But having it integrated into the game from the beginning would be really really good. Actually, I imagine that would give some really good additional content as you go through it. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's as you know, there's loads in there anyway. But oh, just yeah. having that as part of the mix, um, and if you as a, as a completionist person, Richard, you'll be playing that for the next twenty years. Uh, yeah. So uh, go crazy. Um, but now, interesting. That's the only game you put on your list for the last two weeks. Yeah, so, that's not because I've been um, absolutely kicking the ass out of Batman. It's more that I haven't been playing very much. So when I have had time, that's it. But there are yeah. other things that I would have liked to have played, such as uh, Metroid that Joel has been playing. Mm. Was that, Metroid, was that right? a skillful segue there? Am I, am I, know, I was a segue from. I mean. That caught you off guard because it came from Richard and not me. So, uh, I know, I know. I'm very tactical. Um, yeah, I picked this up. Um, I haven't played it as much as I wanted to. I haven't had. Uh, I've been. Try, I've been sort of playing my 3DS at lunch times at work, um, trying to fit it in around me, which is one of the great things about those consoles. Um, yeah, it so far. It's. Um, I'm quite enjoying it so far. Um, it's very much following the uh, format of the original um, Game Boy game. So you know, set on the. Set after the uh, first Metroid on the NES, you're take you're traveling to this planet uh, SR, some number I can't remember, um, and you're basically exterminating the uh, Metroids. It's uh, genocide, um, and you're the um, you're the uh, architect of it. So you you go in there and you go through and you've got to find the Metroids and kill them, and that says forty in total. Um, and yeah, you sort of proceed um, into this underground caverns, a series of caverns. Uh, certain points after you kill a certain number of Metroids, you can um, uh, sort of trigger the water level to lower um, and you proceed down further and further. Uh, yeah, it's good so far. I'm enjoying it. Um, the controls are slightly um, take a little bit of getting used to. You can now like hold the shoulder button to get a more free, a free aim, which is quite really actually very useful. Uh, you couldn't get that before. Um, and obviously they've thrown in some extra new items as well. For example, I've already got the charge beam, which was never in the uh, original Game Boy game as well. So um, it's sort of mixing some of the newer elements with some of the old. Um, so yeah, I just want to see how it un uh, uncovers as I get through it, really. So I'll probably talk a bit more about it next time. Uh, okay. Next number on. That is SR388 for number fans. Listening. There's that mem yeah, memorable number. Oh yeah, yeah, cl classic, classic number, guys. Whoa, how did you so, get that? Some, someone out there has that as their license plate, as such as <laughs> I reckon. I'll have to keep an eye peeled for it. Speaking, right, of, numbers, got any... speaking of numbers, on, on this, it seems really expensive for kind of a reskin of an old mm. Game Boy game. It's Forty quid to download. It's. Oh, I bought it physically. It's not. Um, it's not a reskin though. It's a complete rebuild. Um, so it's, I, I think they've just taken the. They're kind of uh, it's done by Mercury Stream. So the interesting thing about these guys, right, is they also have done the Castlevania games. So they're the only yeah. people in the entire world that have done, literally, have done Metroid and Vania. Um, now I bought the, <laughs> I bought the Castlevania um, game that they did. I can't remember what it's called on the 3DS, and I didn't actually Lord enjoy of it. Shadow. Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was like a after the Lord of Shadows one that they did on the Xbox, which was excellent. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They did a 3DS one, which I didn't really think much of. Um, but yeah, they've done the Metroid one, and so far I'm quite enjoying it. So it's the something of fate. Mm. Well, I warned you guys earlier that I was going to get you back for, for being mean to me, and now I'm going to pay you back. Come on, then. Name and shame power levels in Destiny 2 right now. Joel. Uh, I don't actually know. 
That's um, hold on. I, I will I, I will open the companion app on my phone and give you a accurate the same thing. I've not played it since the first week, so I'm probably not beyond two. You guys, you, you call yourselves, well, you might not call yourselves gamers anymore because that's not always the best term, but you know, that's just, oh, Merlin, blah, blah. oh my God, guys. 272. Oh, it's not too yeah. bad, Joel. That's not too bad. That's like raid level. That's awesome. That's, yeah, that's, that's exactly, I've, I've achieved what I need to achieve now because I've, I've hit the wall with Destiny 2, uh, much like I hit it with Destiny. Um, which is Richard. where I don't know if that plays. What does it say? Two two eight. Really... Two two eight. Two two eight. Yeah. Oh, newbie, newbelicious. I'm Sorry, a two eight. I'm two eight five. I think now. So like two eight two two eight five. Somewhere in there. Two well, two take, eight well, area. It's long to get up from that though, right? I mean, when you should get to two fifties, two sixties. I imagine it slows down, but two yeah, get to, uh, get to two sixty. It, it hits a it hits a cliff really. Yeah. So it slows down a lot of two six five. Yeah, you, you should have any problems getting up to there though. But yeah, okay, let's let's revisit Destiny a little bit. Uh, I know if you guys listen to this, listen to any other video game podcast in the world right now, you've probably heard of people talking about Destiny two to a point where you're sick of it almost. I'd imagine, um, but it is the biggest game right now, and it still is. Um, I have also. I mean, I'm kind of where you're at, Joel. I think. Um, I feel like there's less end game content in destiny 2 maybe than in destiny 1 because of the amount of sort of simplification and streamlining that's gone on to try and make things a little bit easier to understand there's actually less to do and less of a challenge when you get to where we're at um i think i also find there's less impetus to do things. things they've made it less grinding I, I mean, that's but that's why you play the game richard if there's nothing to grind then why do it um you say less grindy. I see. I'm finding it now that I've got to this end point. Maybe it's just because it was a long time since I um, played the original um, one. But yeah, the problem I've got with it, I've, I've reached a point now where I've got to a power level, which means I can do the raid, and I've got actually no interest in playing the game by myself anymore. I'm I'm looking forward mm. to grouping up, getting ready for a raid, and getting you know getting in there and seeing what it's all about and stuff, and and working through those puzzles. But yeah, like I just got no interest in going back to to just sit there farming public events or, or uh, I mean, you know, there's, there's the night, like the, you know, nightfalls to do are quite fun, uh, you know, and it does give you this thing with the weekly milestones to try and give you spur you on to do things for the clan XP and do things with, you know, this and that and other, and other stuff, you know, and just a shout out, we do have a clan, it's BXP games. Come join us. Uh, you're all more than welcome. Um, but, uh, I, I imagine I'll keep popping on, like if there's people about that are, invite me and stuff, mm. and we'll do the raid at some point. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm not like the other last few days. Um, I haven't been like booting it up just to poodle about in, you know, like like I was in the, the first couple of weeks. I mean, maybe maybe you know the way the way I've hammered it is not really how most people play it. Maybe I, I feel like I've already rung it out like for 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 what I want from it. And I, I you know I bought I bought the deluxe edition, so I'm looking forward to the the DLC that's coming um in december uh and then the stuff next year as well and, you know and i'm gonna keep an eye on it and see where it goes but i'm not i'm not like super drawn into it right now um i still think it's very good though i i, I still really enjoyed it i think it's i think it's excellent i'm not i'm not uh you should definitely go out and buy it um, i think there's loads in there i've, I've played mm. so many hours to get to where i am and i've enjoyed all of them it's just um yeah you know uh 
just you know, kind of hit the single player wall that i could grind further if i want to but it's just i think the past the point of just so much time you have to invest to just get so little further it's just not worth it for me I've, I'm, I'm high enough to do what i want to do and i'm not really interested in continuing you do get to that point don't you where you think well i might as well wait for more content to come out to get that next step up rather than plowing five hours a night now mm. one thing i'll be checking out i think, I think... work in six months time next week they're bringing back the factions the faction rally is happening next week uh with dead orbit and new monarchy and uh future war cult are all coming back and there's going to be like a rally where you pledge your allegiance and go and do things for them and, and rep up for them um and i'll be i'll be getting back into future war cult they're my boys always been a future war cult person uh so i, I look forward to to doing that um and you know every week i'll see what they're doing and stuff and, you know they, they seem to be they seem to be really embracing the live nature of it and the fact that they can do little bits and bobs and there was a there was a bit of disappointment in the in the destiny subreddit for example that the that the gear you get from the faction rep is just reskins of existing legendaries uh which is a bit of a shame it's not like anything's that special it's just going to have like faction colors on it um which is basically just putting a shader on something isn't it yeah. um talking talking of controversy um but uh you know i i think that's a bit of a bit of a letdown but you know I'm definitely going to be checking it out, keeping an eye on it, uh, and I'll be up for that raid whenever Richard pulls his finger out of his butt and gets himself to a place where he can do it. We can take him. He'll just have to die all the time. And we can. Oh, there you know, minimum entry levels, aren't there? Is it two six? There is a minimum entry level, so, and um, a recommended. Yeah. Also, you need everybody to be good. You need everybody needs to be good enough because there are bits in that in the in the raid that everybody has to be. I'll there. get up there. Don't worry. I will get on that. Although you can, um, I read uh, on Reddit, funnily enough, that you can solo all the loot from it, bar the boss. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to be pretty good to do that, I'd imagine, though. Jesus Christ. Um, don't think it's too, um, it, it didn't sound like it's too difficult, but yeah. Okay. Talking about things that aren't difficult, when you kind of want them to be a little bit more difficult, uh, I played the Forza 7 demo. Uh, and I imagine, Richard, you'd like to have played that, but you've not had time. I, I'm going to download gonna it eventually after several issues with the latest uh, Xbox firmware not allowing me to download anything uh, but I eventually got that downloaded and haven't had time to still it's still a clusterfuck that thing isn't it the, the new Find iOS her. I mean Jesus Christ uh, so many problems that's um, why I'm in the beta but... and not the alpha I expected you to sort this out Ben so I'm, I'm blaming you. I've been doing my I've been leaving lots of feedback trust me there was a while there where none of my games or apps or ready to install list would populate for about four days <laughs> so I wasn't actually able to play anything so you could just shut up about your complaints <laughs> uh so trust me that was fun um so forza 7 demo uh, and the, the reason i kind of segued into it the way i did was because it's a problem i've spoken about before and it's one i imagine joel can understand but once you put a lot of time into a formula one racing game you play any other racing game and it feels slow so i'm playing forza and i just feel like i'm pooling around for a sunday afternoon even when i'm driving that brand new porsche on the Dubai track with like 24 other races i bumped the difficulty up as Basically, it's a hard, the hardest setting, and I still find it kind of easy and kind of slow. Um, so, I mean, it looks amazing. Oh my god, and the handling is like so cool. Like the way, the way you're on the Dubai track when you go over the patches of um, of, of desert that of and sand that have drifted across, you can feel the difference in handling and and, and the, the grip on the on the on the track from the tires. And you've got you know the the, the special triggers on the Xbox One controller, which really conveys that. Uh, and then yeah. there's another track at Nür the Nurburgring. Uh, where you're doing like um, 
a Le Mans type car. I don't know what type of cars they use, but like a GT car or something like that. And it and a fucking full on storm happens, and it's like the weather comes in, it rolls in, it starts raining gradually, it builds into just like monsoon levels of water falling from the the sky. And as the track evolves, the handling changes and the visibility changes, and then it then the rain recedes, and you get this beautiful like sunset lighting effect that comes through the clouds with the dark overcast clouds with the, the sun's coming through and it's hitting the puddles on the track and reflecting up and it's like holy shit what is this game gonna look like in 4k with hdr this yeah. already looks amazing on my 1s just on 1080p it's going to be mind-blowing at 4k with all the bells and whistles on absolutely mind-blowing and it's like i can see why you know the, the full game did you hear about this the, the, the full game is going to be 50 gig on a blu-ray I yeah. think they said it's another 50 gig to download, and that doesn't even include the 4K assets, which are probably going to be another 50 gigs. Oh, so you're looking at about the, you're looking at about 150 gig in total. Yeah, that's far the biggest game I know of. I think the furthest we've gone so far is the Halo Five. About, that's up to about 100. Isn't it? That's yeah. up to about 100. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, be prepared for your one terabyte drive in the in the X to be filled immediately. Um, I, I'm already planning for it. I'm gonna, when I buy my X, I will be buying a new external drive at the same time because there's no fucking point in not. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm still annoyed that they only put a terabyte in there. I think that's completely bonkers, frankly. That's crazy. Um, so, assets. Yeah. I mean, that is particularly bad. But I've got a 4K yeah. drive now. Sorry. 4K, four terabyte. Four terabytes. Yeah. Oh. Four okay yeah that i'll be looking at something like that three or four um but yeah i mean it, it's it's more forza it, it's never looked this pretty the evolving weather on the tracks is just amazing i mean i put i prefer the horizon franchise just because i'm a bit more of an arcadey racer um and you know for sim racing I'll, I'll hit the f1 franchise but i am it's, it's out this week guys it's coming up next week like forza it's oh, it's here great. already Wow. As his cup is, by the way, Horizon next week. Then, because when Horizon 3 yeah. last year, that was like, wow. Uh, it looks better. Now, the, the weather effects are, and the lighting is incredible. Um, like I said, even on the even on the 1080p, the, you know, I race in cockpit when I play motorsport. Uh, specifically, I race out of cockpit in Horizon, but in motorsport, I race in cockpit. And, and just the visibility change from the rain, the driving rain coming down to the windshield, you know, your wipers speeding up to try and handle it like it would... In a real car but it's struggling uh, obviously you're yeah. traveling at speed as well and you're trying to stay on the track you're trying to pass and trying to you know hold position and all this in, in these incredible and you're just distracted i'm just like oh my god i'm just gonna pull over and watch this this is fantastic and then the sun came out i mean the storm was good enough but when the sun comes out i was just like "Fucking hell man games games look real good now um you know on top of it being an amazing simulation racer you know just <laughs> so there's the there's the the Porsche in Dubai. There's the GT car at the Nurburgring, and then there's a truck, a racing truck, at some track, which was the third race you have in the demo. I was like, this is a weird choice. Uh, like a big sort of like semi truck cab, huge thing that goes up to gets up to about 160 miles an hour on this quite small little racetrack. And I was like, this is this is very strange racing. I'm not, I'm not sure I understand this as a concept. Oh, come on, fun. I, I love those crazy kind of monster truck, truck racing, racing a car with a caravan on the back kind of side leagues. You could, you think, <laughs> I, like, I like seeing all of this get pulled into the game because every now and again you want to do something a bit more fun and a bit less serious, don't you? The, the full-on sims can be a bit intense at sometimes. 
it's still very serious it's a proper series that actually happens i think i forget what they there's a name yeah. for it it exists in reality but and, and you know it's all got they've all got the trucks have got their liveries on them and stuff like that i just found it a bit like oh the handling shit it doesn't go that fast and it's like uh, I, I didn't understand the appeal but uh it's cool that there's something different in there I, i'm looking forward to some of the classic cars they've got in there um and i'm, I'm definitely looking forward to like some of the really fast open wheel stuff it'd be really interesting to see how how they deal with their open wheel stuff um i think in like in a in an evolving track situation with with weird weather and stuff on the say the nurbo ring that could be really cool um so i hope they've got some good ones in there but i haven't been paying that close attention to the track uh, to the car list so I, I really don't know where they're up to i know there's hundreds there's always hundreds of cars so but yeah i i'm definitely looking forward to it. i'm looking forward to thrashing your driver tires guys just so you know that's yeah. my plan mm -hmm. um joel let's talk about the escapist too are you, are you i tried to go to you on that last week you hadn't actually played it or two weeks ago so i'm hoping now that there's a review up you have played it of course <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah this i i really um I, I really quite enjoyed this game and uh you know the the review i've written is a, a little different to kind of the normal kind of content i i, I felt that just um Beyond a short tutorial, the game kind of um, there. There are many different levels, but it put the, the next stage it puts you in is a, a, in, a is in this prison. He sort of starts with you. The um, warden takes you in. He sort of talks you for a, a few points, uh, puts you in his, your cell, and then off you go. You've got the sandbox of a prison. It's got um, it's got named guards. It's got you know every character in it. It's actually like a, it plays a role. You can go talk to the other prisoners and things like this. Um, and yeah, it's just up to you to then escape from prison. The game, it's kind of. Uh, simulation sandbox with the goal of escaping basically um and yeah there's just many different ways you could escape uh i went for something you know first of all i'm sort of you know just trying to find my feet in the prison first few days i don't want to get i don't want to pee anyone off i don't want to get victimized i don't want to get involved with the wrong gang or anything like that so i just play it cool sensible like i, I attend everything i need to do i don't want to raise any suspicion with the guards and then after that i'm start thinking like how am i going to get out of here how am i going to get out of here and so I plot my elaborate escape. There's this little camera crew that are going around filming some documentary, and I'm just like, "Yep, that's my way out of here." You know, I'm going to corner one of them, or or you know, find where where they go during the day. I'm going to tail them, work out where they where, where they are. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to beat him to death with some soap in a in a nice. sock. Going nice. to nick his clothes, his camera, and I'm going to waltz out of here with a camera team. It's going to be fantastic. Um, so my elaborate plan kind of starts off that way. I, I start sort of how you know getting the materials and crafting up some really cr crappy scissors and bolt cuts and things like that so i can um so i can start cutting through air vents and and, and making my own way through the prison and then i don't want to get caught because i'm going to do this all in one day so i make some paper mache and i make fake air vent covers so i can cover the vents up afterwards <laughs> and slowly slowly making my path out of this prison uh, sorry not path to, to, to this like av room where all the camera team hang out most of the day and stuff and, and you know night time comes I, I i sort of crawl through all the vents and i get in there and things and then realize that you can't actually interact with the like civilian characters in this game uh so that was kind oh. of like completely defeated my plan but anyway i managed to find like some civilian clothes in the drawer in there so i was like yep this will do i'll wear these and i'll walk out the front door in the morning but what i didn't realize is that like uh 
this is it, the game's very trial and error like you try you, you you think things might work and you try it and then you, you figure out what the problems are and what you did wrong and stuff like yeah in this case like um i accidentally equipped the outfit i didn't put it in my inventory for later so i didn't actually realize i was walking around in this civilian costume so i was standing at the morning roll call and like the i sort of um uh you have this sort of um suspicion meter i guess you could call it like uh how the guards how suspicious the guards are of you and it's just climbing up and i'm just sitting there going the hell's going on i'm not i'm not doing anything i'm at roll call i'm just like i have been every morning and then yeah got suddenly realized that my costume looks different and realized what happened and uh, and so then yeah it kind of i tried so many different things like I, my goal i just wanted to do a really cool awesome prison breakout i wanted it to be like shawshank redemption levels of awesomeness sort of but yeah in the end of trying so many elaborate things i just kept getting trying simpler and simpler things until literally i just like walked out in the middle of the day hid behind a bush and then like cut the fence <laughs> at night and, and made it out and yeah it was it was a genuine so that was like four hours i was playing this this just one scenario for four hours and it was genuinely really cool like uh, i really i really enjoyed it i had so many fail you know i tried i even tried just running out the front door to see what happened like i got attacked and beaten by the guards and dogs and stuff i, I tried to beat up a guard to nick him uh nick his uh, key which i did but then they uh, they send the dogs out and the dogs get you. So you can clone keys. So you can, you know, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to get the key off the guard. You're supposed to clone it and then either give it back to the guard or maybe you can go plant it in someone else's cell and watch the guards come down and beat the crap out of them. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really cool. You can interact with the other prisoners. You can buy stuff off them. You can do jobs for them. So there is sort of this structure to all the characters in the game, the prisoners, like who they like, who they don't like and things like this. Um, so you can get friendly with some, which makes you friendly, less friendly with others. And then when you're friendly with people, they'll sell stuff to you. And yeah, there's there's a lot of depth to this kind of simulation, but that ultimately there's this freedom for you to try and find your own way out of prison. Now, not every level's like that. Some of them are a bit more, you know, the second level I played was on a, on a, on a train, like a prison transport train. You just had to escape from it. That was very much just stealthily ignore the guards. And there were only really like two options to, to escape. So they were a bit more... Um, linear uh, and and sort of restrictive compared to the others but the 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 sort of uh, more freedom style levels i found really quite fun and um yeah i was the the one i'm currently trying is a prison on an oil rig so i'm i'm guessing i've got to fashion like a a you know a boat out of raincoats or i've got to make some scuba <laughs> gear out of i don't know what so yeah it's it's genuinely really fun it's got multiplayer mode as well i, I didn't try it um but I can imagine that it could be really like if you've got some friends to play with and you, you know, you've got to try and escape together, that could be really good fun. Uh, I can yeah. imagine you could easily like lose an, an afternoon on the couch um, or, or on, on live with someone um, over that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I genuinely thought it was really good. I've never played the first one, so I have no idea of what they really did to, between the first and second. I, I know multiplayer is the, definitely one of the new additions but i don't know what other subtle refinements they made but yeah it's really really good i quite liked it that's cool man that does sound really interesting i didn't get on um well we did. i didn't play escapist but i think they gave it away as games with gold at one point hmm. um i did however have to review the escapist the walking dead which i really didn't get on with because i didn't find the combination of that license with the concept engaging in the slightest i found it really fucking like unnecessary and just it just didn't work as a zombie game, but it also didn't work as like an escape game. So it, I just, it, it was, yeah, it was. It even from that, I've, I've, not, I've never even heard of that. And I'm struggling just to even see how yeah, that would work based on what I've played. Like 
However, what you've just described with the escapers too, it sounds like the game is kind of where it should, where it sort of always should have been almost. Like it sounds refined. It sounds like the multiplayer thing sounds like sounds really cool actually. Mm. Trying to escape from prison with other people, where you're working on like different like parts of the plan, and then you've got to all come together and coordinate, and that that sounds like a shit ton of fun actually. That sounds yeah, really yeah. really cool. Um, yeah, that, that that does sound like a cool a cool way of playing. I'd be very curious to try that actually. I might actually pick it up so we can give it a go, just because that could be a really fun experience. Yeah, I was trying to persuade Mark to pick it up. Um, how many mo- how ago. many multiplayer is it? How many people? Uh, pass, I don't know. Because um, it was I like I think you may be able to. It looks like it could cope with up to four in some of the bigger levels, for example, even That's maybe more. Um, cool. So we can all dig one fucking huge tunnel together. It'd be really cool. Yeah, that sounds. Well, actually, you could dig it for us. We'll just uh, you know just hang in a prison during the day. And, Sweet, just shiving people for fun. Yeah, you know, yeah. We can be like a we can have people's cells to get some more toilet rolling. We need to come up with a cool gang name for our prison gang, Joel. That's really important that we have a gang name. Uh, the BXB uh, games gang. <laughs> yeah, we ain't gonna be bitches or nothing with that name. God, can you work harder than that? Jesus Christ! The, we're, we're, the gate, we're white collar criminals. We're in for embezzlement in this supermax. There was a mistake. Uh, that, yeah, we're, we're dead. We're dead. Uh, right. I've got a couple of games I wanted to finish off with. One of them I carved out some time to play. It wasn't for a review, uh, but I was really, really excited. I bought this DLC. Uh, slash expansion for XCOM 2, and it's called War of the Chosen. And I already loved XCOM 2. I, I had a glowing review for that when it came out last year. And this expansion, I, I should say came out on consoles last year. Uh, and this expansion is, wow, holy shit, there's a lot in this. I feel like I barely scratched the surface, and I'm already... I mean, this game already had a like a bewildering um, cornucopia of things that were being thrown at you when you're trying to get through the campaign. It was just constant terror and alien invasions and abductions and side missions and it's a much more complicated game than um enemy unknown was and uh goddamn xcom 2 is good though and war of the chosen is fucking brilliant it adds this kind of like almost almost like the the shadow of uh shadow of war or middle earth uh what was the previous game called with the nemesis system um shadow of mordor thank you almost like that with the with the nemesis characters it gives you these three named enemy characters that have traits that evolve that change that hunt you and they and they they are relentless and terrifying and awesome obviously on top of that i've just got like you know i've been playing it i've played it for about five or six hours since i got the dlc for it in the expansion and this is just one of those games that just creates stories you know you really have a bond with your soldiers you really the characters start to come through, and that's just been um, sort of brought to the fore even more with War of the Chosen, where these things, they, they create bonds between characters now, where it's like two characters will get to know each other in battle, they'll become friends, they, they end up like working with each other better, they give each other like abilities and traits that they can then share, uh, and it's, it's, just, it's just a fantastically engaging game. I mean, it's stressful, but it's a good kind of stress you want to do because you want to go home boys and girls back from the front you're fighting your noble cause you are fighting as the resistance against this alien menace i've taken over the planet taking over the planet man and you know you've got these new factions that have been brought in with war of the chosen as well so you've got these reapers and the templars uh, and there's another one i can't remember which gives you like so you've got psionic powers and you've got one 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 group of the faction are the advent these alien soldiers that have turned against their own kind and they're hunting their own kind and they're now helping you fight 
the aliens. And they're so, and there's just brilliant. There's so much coolness in this game. And it is like the amount they've added in this expansion, it feels like it'd be enough for a whole new game. And it makes me worried that there probably won't be a whole new game now because they put so many new ideas and refinements and they're just blown out XCOM 2. It's like, it's just massive, the amount of stuff you can do in this. Um, so many modifiers, so much more tech in there, so much more story in there. Um, it's 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 the it's the perfect XCOM. I know Adam, who um, used to contribute to the site and will hopefully come back soon, he was a massive XCOM 2 fan on PC, and I hope to God he's playing this um, or picks up War of the Chosen soon on Xbox or whatever because it, it is fabulous. Fabulous. Did anybody want to ask me anything about XCOM 2 or the Chosen? Uh, no, you're all uh, losers. You Currently. kind of made me feel sad that Adam's not around to talk to you about. Oh. I'm a bit sad. I'm coming back. Sad. He said he's I coming hope. back soon. So. I hope he comes back soon as well. I know he's been a busy, 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 busy boy, and fingers crossed he'll be back to uh, give us some more entertaining uh, video reviews and to get back on the podcast. I do miss him. Uh, one more last thing, then one last game. I want to throw a quick shout out to which I reviewed. Um, I can't remember. Last week, maybe? Week before, possibly? Uh, it's been busy times. Uh, Tricky Towers finally showed up on Xbox One after about a year on PS4, and it was actually given away for free on PS4 as part of PlayStation Plus, but sadly that didn't happen this time around on Xbox One. Now, this has got a great, simple concept. Tricky Towers, you use Tetraminos, so Tetris blocks, to build towers, rather than, say... You know, you know, you're trying to create Tetris and make lines disappear. With this, you are trying to build. You are trying to either um, build under like a, a cutoff line. Uh, so there's a cutoff line. You have to stay under the line. So you have to be very efficient with your building. You are doing that, or you're trying to do an endless mode. So you just as high as you can go, or you're trying to do a speed mode where you're trying to pass the like the finish line before your opponent does uh, with building. So like a bit more rickety, but you know, you're going for height rather than stability. Uh, and on top of that, you've got lots of there's positive and negative modifiers because this game is kind of like always a multiplayer game, even in the single player. You'll be going up against the AI. But really, the beauty of this game is so good in couch co-op or couch adversarial, I should say, because when you're sat there next to somebody like I was with my wife and we're like, ah, screwing each other over, giving each other negative powers like where you get a giant blocks or it obfuscates the screen, or, you know, all kinds of crazy modifiers, or you're giving yourself positive modifiers by, like, locking blocks in place and stuff like that. I don't. Have you guys come across Tricky Towers at all? Because this game is awesome. Like, so, it's so much fun. Such I, a pure, simple experience. I'm sure I, I had a it. very it's simple game. Plus, I do have it, so I've not played it. It's just, um, it's just like, why is this... How did nobody ever come up with this before? It's just maybe maybe somebody did, but it didn't get the exposure I, that this got because I it just seems say, like a great idea. I played a game like this on my iPhone about six or seven years ago, um, which was literally um, just stacking the blocks up. Except uh, rather than just tetronomes, or um, it also had weird triangle shapes, so you could end up with these. You have to sort of really balance these towers as you got them higher and higher, and you had to get it past a goal a goal line every time. It was really good fun. It, it could have it could have been the beginning. I can't of remember this, what that. I can't remember what that was called. Cool, yeah, it, it, I mean, I, it feels like a game that could have developed from an iOS concept and been br broadened out into a multiplayer concept, um, which is what we've got with this. It has Xbox Live support as well, so you can play it online. Um, I just I just really love this game. I love indie games with simple concepts executed well. You know, it's got a really appealing art style. It's got great music. It's the kind of game where I, I sat down with the wife. I didn't tell her what she was going to be playing. I didn't explain it to her. And I said, look, we're going to play this in multiplayer. And she got, you know, after one game, she got it. She knew what she was doing. She understood how it worked. 
Uh, and she was beating me, you know, like pretty much, we you know, it was, it was even. We were going back and forth. It's that it's that kind of game. And and it's just, I would love to play it in four player with like a full a full room full of people, maybe like, you know, um, like a winner stays on type tournament or that sort of thing. It'd be just so much fun to do that. And you, and there's, uh, there's just, it's just really good. I want to mention one bad thing. Now I played this on my OG Xbox One with an internal drive and I played it on my Xbox One S on the external drive. On the internal one, I've actually been chatting to the developer about this. I had weird sort of hitching issues where uh, on the original Xbox, where this is a game which requires obviously a lot of timing, uh, a lot of accuracy, and it would hitch. Like the blocks would be coming out and just pause and then for a moment, but enough to throw you off if you're in the middle of a rotation or if you're trying to drop something quickly, you know, enough to ruin a game for you. And it would happen pretty consistently as well uh, and continuously throughout a game. Um, however, on my Xbox One S, on the external drive, I didn't have any of those problems, and I couldn't replicate the error at all. So I, you know, I, I got in touch with developers, and I, I, you know, I sent them video of it and stuff. I hopefully, uh, at this point, I haven't tried it uh, in the last few days since patches have come out and stuff. But hopefully, they fix that. Um, but you know, it's worth mentioning because if you're, you know, it, it was a real detriment to my experience on, on my original Xbox. Um, but you know, indie game development as it is now, patches can come out, come out very quickly and. And fingers crossed that I'll get sorted out. I, I still really enjoyed it. Like it's so much fun. My God, it's it's such a such a great concept. So well done. Yeah, they're my favourite games like that. So like I mentioned a little bit earlier, lots of games coming up this week. We got FIFA, we've got Cuphead, we have got Forza. It's all going on, guys. And then just just in there, just a little ahead of that, we've got we've got Shadows of War. We've got. What else is coming out? Oh my god! Battlefront Two. We've got so many games. What? I'm losing, I'm losing track. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, Battlefield Two. Battlefield Two. My mm. mind was saying. But... Call of Duty World War Two. That's coming out. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. I watched the story trailer for that. Did you see it, guys? Looks all right. No. Uh, no, no. No. Not watched the trailer yet. No. That's fair. That's fair. Mario. Mario Odyssey. Odyssey yeah. That's next month, isn't it? Shit, that's next month. I think that comes out on the same day as like Shadow of War or something, possibly. Or um, what other games are there in October? There's a whole, there's a slew of them, isn't there? So it's it's just, uh, yeah, it's looking wild. It's, looking like a... it's a busy time of year, isn't it? Busy quarter. It is. It is the Christmas season of games, as we have every year. Uh, and then, of course, November the seventh, the uh, Xbox One X. Uh, are you guys, how are you guys feeling? Are you still excited? Are you still hyped? I'm pretty hyped for that. I'd say I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hyped and anxious about whether I will or will not have a TV Ooh. by then. Oh, a TV. I was going to say, I thought for a second you were going to say you were on the fence about the, a Microsoft product, and then I'm like, nah, don't be silly, it's Richard, he always buys oh, them. Of course mm. I'm getting the console. Yeah, it's just the TV is the issue. So since we last spoke, actually, I did go and buy a new AV receiver. Oh, um, fancy. So that's, that's 500 quid down, so now I can't afford a TV. <laughs> <laughs> An AV receiver. He's getting there, step by step. Which yeah. which AV receiver cost you? I mean, what I, I I haven't bought one of them in many years. How much? What was that? Was it good? Is that a good I one? I think it's good. Yeah, well, it is. It was um, one of the Sony ones that does 4K HDR and uh, Dolby Atmos. So this was off the back of me telling you about the pass through problem. Yeah, I it, yeah. I suddenly yeah. realised my old receiver is just a 1080p one, and it's a good one, but I kind of need a new one for a new TV. So that's out of the way now. And Very it does good. as well, so I'm trying to convince the wife we need in-ceiling speakers. 
Good luck with that. We'll see. They're like, they're like actual structural work required. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. More power to you if you can work, work the magic on that one. Jesus. Yeah. I'm still. I've got it. I'm still excited about it. The only the only dilemma I'm having is if I want to cancel my Project Scorpio edition just to get the standard one because I'm not too. You know the the Project Scorpio green text on it. Yeah, I'm not really. I'm not really feeling it. You're one of those people. My God, like I, I saw this online. It's just like really. It's the, why would why would you care? Like I, I, I do. I, I I just like clean, understated looks. I guess as yeah. opposed to sort of. I know what you mean. Go faster stickers. But your your Project Scorpio it. edition will, will be worth more. Like. Well, I never, I never get rid of my games no, consoles. They just, uh, you know, I'll probably get one day. I'll die when my shelf collapses. I get crushed under the weight of years <laughs> of games consoles. So, well, you better hurry because they they seem to be running low or it's run out someplace. Price. I don't think mm. you get the stand. With yeah, just misses up, miss out on the vertical stand, don't you? So, yeah, but that is correct. Yeah, that, that's like my that's point. Do you like the uh, the gradient change on the One X? I like how the 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 coloration colorization yeah, of it changes the project scorpio branding mm. i, I kind of like that though because that's kind of like a callback to the name we refer to it as for so long and and it's like that's that's kind of a nice acknowledgement of that yeah. branding and i kind of i kind of like that i prefer project scorpio over one x anyway as a name uh, the bit i don't like is i don't like how the text is on the controller i'm not i'm not a fan of that but um, not, so I, I won't use that anyway, though. Presumably, well, because you've got an elite. Well, I'm gonna. I've stopped using my elite. What? But what? Because the rubber has started to fall off the handle, which is yeah, frustrating. Yeah. I'm having that problem, um, which a lot of people will suffer from, where the the rubber grips on the on the base of the controller is starting to just come away. Um, and, and it seems to happen a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Quite a common issue, but well outside of warranty at this point. So bit a bit annoying so uh yeah i've kind of stopped using it out of protest and i'm on my 1s controller yeah so mm, mm. keep an eye on that rich i warn you have to yes i've, I've not experienced that because i'm cycling between my two i've got two elites two elite controllers <laughs> fucking hell man two <laughs> why would I mean, oh you got one with your gears of walk on top of one <laughs> two of Jesus Christ. I thought one was excessive. I love it. You have two. So technical, you're an elitist, I guess. Then. <laughs> oh, dear, well, Joel. Oh, I tried. Dear, Joel. I tried. That was, that was pretty terrible. So, if you've been enjoying this podcast, please head over to iTunes, rate and review us. It really helps with visibility. We are obviously BXB Games on there. We're also BXB Games on Facebook. We're BXB Games on Twitter. I am at DIYE on Twitter. And Richard is at Colonel Red on Twitter. So, please head over to all these wonderful places and get in touch with us. Because, you know, are you interested in video games? Do you have an opinion about video games? Do you think maybe you could write about them or do a video about them? Trust me, if I can do a video, you can do a video. Um, literally, you can do a video you can uh so get in touch on twitter and facebook if you'd like to join the bxp family for we are only three people strong right now and that would be me joel and some other guy who's not here because richard doesn't really do much um so yeah that'd be that'd be lovely if you guys could get in touch there will be games maybe you could be the lucky person to review the lego ninjago movie <laughs> video game for this october Please. this could be yours Please. If you this. join us to review, <laughs> just, I'm just proving we do get games to review. This is one of them. 
So that could that could be yours if you feel you are up to it. Do you have the abilities? So yeah, send us a message on Facebook, send us a message on Twitter, uh, get get in contact through the comment section of the website. There are many, 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 many ways. Um, so yeah, that kind of brings us to the end of our show. And then we're back in a couple of weeks. I might be back next week. I just yeah, I'm off for the weekend. Maybe I'll do a uh, a bonus babble if there's stuff to talk about and I'm not too busy just playing games for review. We'll see what happens with that in the future. Um, any final words from my compatriots? Uh, just it's nice to see you both, and um, glad that I did this. See, there's life outside of work, Rich. Yeah, yeah. there is. There is. There is. There is a. There is a. There is a small light. Yeah. shining and it's called video games and it's called it's a shame you just reminded me of work actually because i had forgotten about oh, it yeah, yeah. Come on, right, bring him back to reality bringing him back down to earth pulling him out of the clouds that's what i'm here for i'm here to ground people <laughs> with the horribleness of you know right nuclear war with north korea brexit uh horrible social uh, uh, strife all these what hurricanes and earthquakes and natural disasters they you feeling you feeling more grounded richard you you're okay now yeah 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 good you need some rope (laughs) (laughs) and on that happy note we shall end the show (laughs) fuck you all bye bye bye